0: Men are designed, built for, in need relationships. They are mm-hmm. built for that.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Salty Pastor Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn and grow in your faith. It is a journey of faith that you must go on. You are on a journey of faith whether you want to be or not, oh, and you're either point. growing or shrinking in your yes. faith. And while we here at the Salty Pastor believe that You have to figure things out. You have to decide for yourself. You have to think for yourself, you have to critically think it is your journey. That doesn't mean you have to do it alone. We can come alongside you to encourage you, to challenge you, to entertain you sometimes with some bad (laughs) jokes, but ultimately we want to be part of your journey, but you are the one that's on the journey. We are not going to be able to do it for you. So. My name is Jesse Mayer. I'll be your host, but we cannot do the Salty Pastor podcast without the Salty Pastor himself, Dr. <laughs> Douglas Peake. So
0: good to be here, everybody. If you're listening to this podcast, Jesse got a brand new haircut. Boy, he's looking... Yes, my, for our, looking audio only,
1: our audio only people, I look great. You look great. <laughs> you look fly. So, I was getting a little... Yeah,
0: we're. I'm really excited about what we're talking about right now. I think it's so seminal. I, I think that we everybody agrees that relationships... Particularly when it comes to men, are just not in a good place, and Mm. the the question is why is that? And you know the common. You know, stereotype is, well, the problem is men. It's always been men and men need to figure it out and level up. And I'm like, really, is that it? Maybe we need a deeper analysis and think through these things critically. So I'm excited about this current, uh, series that we're doing. And I think we're going to discover some things. And of course I'm going to be salty again and say some things that are going to make you think, but my goal isn't to tell you what to think, but to say these things so that you think about them and come to your own conclusions.
1: Absolutely. And our series is focused on men we're calling it desperado. Oh. So if you missed, uh, our our worship team's cover of the song last week. Great you should job. definitely go back and watch that and or do both and also listen to the sermon if <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen it because the you. message was really great. Um, I I really like this, this song that we used because it expresses what you're talking about, but mm-hmm. they were expressing these desires and these these unsatisfaction 50 years ago. 50 years ago. And it captures that experience that most men are having today. And so I would say it's almost kind of a contagion at this point yeah. it's, it's it's making its way through a lot of people and and one of the lines in the song that I really love is you got to let someone love you before it's too late yeah I think you know we've talked about this pretty extensively about how men are just kind of retreating into themselves and and they want to do it all on their own because they just don't trust that anybody else yeah wants them around or will love them and so um that idea of you have to let someone love you and we need to help men turn the tide on this ideology and discover what it means to love and be loved.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, men have been burned, betrayed and beaten up. So, you know, I, I think that song captures, you know, that ethos is it's not that men are weak. It's just that it's better for me to just be out here, do my own thing and just not Mm -hmm. really care engage anymore. And I think that's the issue. And, and so I, that's why these principles are so critically important. Uh, you know, these are, these are what I call axiomatic principles. They're self-evident and they are always true no matter what. And the first principle that's axiomatic is this, is that men are designed, built for, and need relationships. They are Mm -hmm. built for that. Now, what's really interesting is if you're a scientific materialist an atheist, you're a person who, uh, doesn't believe in God, that there is a creator of the universe, then you aren't built for that. You're only built for survival of the fittest. Mm -hmm. So on one side, it's like, okay, then I should be out here on the range doing my own thing. But what you have to understand is that your life then has no meaning or purpose or value to it. Mm -hmm. Right? Nothing you do matters. And then you're extinct. So, you know, have fun trying to have a great life by yourself. believing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just doesn't work. Um, we are, if you believe the definition of what it means to be a human being that comes from the Bible, that God created you, then that means you are designed to be in community with uh, other men and other women. And that you're also designed in Genesis, you know, chapter... One is that we're designed to be with a woman. Now on occasion, is there a departure from that? Yeah. Jesus talked about that. It's a gift from God. We were initially designed to bond though, the vast majority of males with a female. All right. We were meant to love and be loved in the garden. It worked great. Okay. Spiritually. This plays out though, in our lives that. Because we have a thirst in our soul for something more because it's a reflection of our thirst for God as males. So when a male is right with God, guess what happens? He then thirsts for a female relationship, right? Mm. He sees it as a good thing, not a bad thing. But if a man isn't right with God, the most important relationship, right? Then he doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know what he needs or what he wants. He doesn't know what it means to be truly a man. Guess what? He, he's finding his identity in things. Then female relationships become secondary and they become uh, uh, tools to whatever goal that he might have so there is a, a physiological component to this in the real world when men aren't right with god and they're not right with women and they're not right with friends or other communities guess what their testosterone drops their sperm counts drop uh men are uh lose ambition they are purely distracted in many ways they become isolated and addicted these are not good things these are not good things for men it's not good for them as individuals but it's definitely not good for society so this whole notion that men are built designed for in need relationships is an axiomatic truth that we cannot deny. It has to be held at the highest level because it's true. Well,
1: and I think we've seen lots of examples of how men don't do well when they're alone, when, when they're alone, they start getting into, uh, obsessive habits, like maybe it's video games or maybe it's eating or maybe it's porn or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. They tend to say, well, if I'm not welcome out there, I'm just going to do my own thing here and just retreat further and further and further into myself. And ultimately most of those habits turn into addictions and most of them are not healthy. And so they just start spiraling and then it further degrades. And then their desire to ever relate with anybody just decreases further and further and further. Yeah. And that's
0: like in the line in the song, doesn't he say in there that the things you are doing, they're hurting you somehow Yeah. in other words, you're doing them because you, they're helping you cope, but they're hurting you and you don't realize
1: it. Right. I mean, you can see. You know before the age of internet it was probably you're going out to a bar and just drinking yourself Mm -hmm. into some sort of state of like this is the only way i can be happy things of that nature so it's like there's all kinds of different ways that this has played out over time it's not a recent trend we were seeing people piling up in bars or in drug addictions or just not doing anything helpful to society for years and years and years.
0: There's right. always been a group of men that lacked ambition, right. right? And, and kind of lived for themselves or did, there was always a, a percent of men that did that, but it was a small percent, maybe single digit percent. Mm. But now what's happening is our society is producing men like this in double digit percents, you know, it's, it's up there in the 20, 30, 40. What happens when you have 60% of men that become that, you know, and then, and then, then to me, what happens is tyranny. You have a few really, really strong men who want to control and have power over everybody else. We become sheeple, you know, Mm -hmm. know, for men, you know, are, are meant to be sheepdogs. They're not meant to be wolves and they are not meant to be sheep. They are meant to be sheepdogs. And so we have to figure that out, which leads us to the next principle. That's axiomatic. And that is masculinity is what drives men into relationships, Mm. you see masculinity is what's going to drive you to build friendships with other men and go on adventures and do things and say, I need more than just TV. I need more than just video. It's like a lot of guys now, it's really interesting though, is because, uh, there was a period of time, my youngest son, you know, because of COVID and stuff in school, he, he, he built a computer and he does this and he gains. Right. Mm-hmm. And so my wife came to me one day and said, I'm really concerned that you know he's in his room all the time and he just plays games and uh, this isolation is not good. So I thought, hmm, that's interesting. I need to go check that out. So what I did is I got in there and I kind of would go watch him play games and do stuff like that. And one of the things is is that he has a headset and he has a Discord server hooked up. And so these guys get on and they're playing with all their friends yeah. and all these guys and they're talking and stuff like that. And I'm going, aha, that's interesting. Be- yeah. yeah, so.
1: And that's, and that's not an un- common thing right like yeah that is a way of connecting it's like there's people that i used to tour with all the time that that's how we connect these days as we get on you know our video game consoles and put our headsets on and we'll still catch up and chat so it's not that all video games are bad or all whatever is bad right it's just you can get to a point where you do just shut everything off and you're just by yourself and you're not interacting yeah, and with anybody. Yeah, see, there's a
0: big difference there. I think that that's a very important thing. Masculinity draws you into community with other guys. Mm-hmm. Masculinity forces you to want to connect with and do things together you know and they're doing it in the gaming world and i, I think there's a really positive component to that I, I remember one of my best friends called me uh he lives uh out of state now uh he calls me you know to hey he goes what's up i'm just calling to touch base we talk for seven minutes mm-hmm. on the phone and my wife is like your best friend calls you you guys talk for seven minutes seven minutes <laughs> <laughs> i mean what's that you know, we caught but, up on all the things. Yeah. Kids good, wife good. Yeah, we're good. Did, good I'll send you end. something. Hey, we'll read this. We'll, you know, you know, we text each other and do other stuff too. But anyway, I go, well, I don't know, this, we're just not phone talkers. Yep. You know, we, we get together and do things together. Mm. And so what's interesting about that is you can get a, a guy on a game, right? And mm-hmm. he'll get on a Discord with his best friend. They'll be on it for two hours. Or more. And talk. Right? <laughs> and so it's interesting is if you're just face to face, right? You know, and Kim Cross, our parenting coach, says this about masculinity is always shoulder to shoulder. Yes. You know, guys doing stuff together. So my point is, is that masculinity drives men into relationships. It causes them to build friendships. It causes them to want to get married, right? It's right. their masculinity. You know, if, if a guy... um is disinterested in sex, if he's disinterested in children, disinterested in family, he feels his life has no purpose and he can watch a little porn on the side, so what? Why, why do I need a woman and all that aggravation? But it's masculine men who want to leave their mark on the world. You know, mm-hmm. they want to have a legacy and they want to, they want to make a difference. You know, it's, that's masculinity that drives them to marriage, To that masculinity drives them to say, I just don't want to live for myself. I want to have a woman that I provide for and protect and secure, and, and I make her life in this world better because I'm running interference for her and I'm creating a safe environment for her to thrive and, and uh, prosper. That's a masculine quality. And so the more we de emphasize masculinity, guess what? You get a whole lot less of that. And right. we see that in the stats. You know, all these guys, sixty percent of males under thirty are not married, between the ages of twenty and thirty years old are not married, and half of those guys have no desire to get married or even go out on a date with a woman. To me, that's a scary step because what that says is that masculinity is dropping. (laughs) Testosterone is dropping. Sperm counts are dropping. Right. And so Uh, I I just think masculinity, we need a lot more of it. Um, You know, what's interesting is when your soul is awakened, right, when your soul is really awakened as a man… It's when your masculinity really becomes more important to you. Well, you're you. becoming
1: more of yourself, right? It's like, yeah. and then you start discovering who you really are. I've I've seen. I was talking to my small group about this the other day. My time here at Foothills has really increased my understanding of what a man is supposed to be. Are are the men in my life all perfect?
0: No, no. How <laughs> about but for that.
1: my walk with Jesus has has w- awakened my desire to discover the authentic masculinity and there are men in my life that demonstrate aspects of that very well and so I've personally gone through this just in the last three to four years I've been Mm -hmm. here I've seen a huge growth in the way I interact with other men which was never my strong suit it's like I can talk to girls all day because I used to dance and that was I was more comfortable with women than I was with being around other men and now it's like I can hold my own conversation I may not be into as much shooting or whatever is considered masculine pursuits activities Mm -hmm. but I can have an authentic conversation about what God believes masculinity is and and how we may pursue different interests as far as our hobbies, but we are aligned in the way we seek, we should be protecting our families and striving in the world. So yeah. And
0: building and innovating and creating, you know, one of my favorite uh, philosophers and apologists is William Lane Craig. And he says. Um, I came to faith when I was a junior senior in high school and he said, uh, even though salvation is awesome, redemption is great, blah, blah, blah. He goes, the most important thing that it did for me is it gave my life meaning. Mm. He said, my life now had meaning. It wasn't just, I'm going to exist and die and go extinct. Men must have a reason for living. You have to have something that you're living for. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Said this, he goes, if a man doesn't have anything we're dying for, he isn't fit to live. Mm. And that's the problem is that all of these young men are being raised in a system that is destroying their will to live. Our society is hell bent on diminishing masculinity, destroying masculinity in males at every level. According to Christina Haas Summers, our our educational system is designed to treat boys like girls. She says girls are the gold standard and men, uh, boys are deficient. School districts across the country are adopting radical gender ideology policies that state there's no difference between a male or a female. This is terrible. Disney is now specifically using its platform for families and children to push sexual, sexuality themes, sexual themes, LGBTQ plus ideology. You know, they're doing it in their movies. You know, the biggest thing right now was they made a cartoon with Buzz Lightyear or something, mm-hmm. and they put these lesbian relationships in it, and then it bombs at the stop uh, at the box office. And the reason why it bombs is because why people are what homophobic or something and you're like okay that has nothing to do I watched with the it. movie the movie
1: was just bad in general <laughs> <laughs> The movie was just bad in general
0: yeah uh, uh, so i just find that interesting universities across the land are requiring males to sit through freshman orientation courses right and when they're in there the vast majority of them require you to watch a propaganda film called film called the masks we wear and the whole point of this propaganda film is to say that males are all toxic because they're males you know, this is absolutely ridiculous. And so what happens is we're trying to destroy masculinity at every, and then what happens is they, is females are now upset with what they've produced. I got a video from this gal who analyzes this. I really think it's kind of interesting what she says. She shows a real life situation where a woman needs help and no guy will help her and why it happens It's her, it, her analysis is really interesting. Let's listen. Uh, I
1: haven't seen this, but I, th- okay. I could already have an no no, idea. No, no, this is different than you think it's going to be. This is too much. Girlfriend got stuck. Bail out. Just bail. She got stuck. She didn't want to throw it. So now she's trying to get guys to come over and help her to lift that thing off her back. And I guarantee you there are guys that saw what was going on and were like, I'm staying out of this. I don't want to be in some video. I'm not getting involved. I'm approaching her, all that. And this is what I say about like feminism wrecking men, because your natural instinct as a man would just be like, let me go over and help this woman, yeah. right? Normal. You got to be afraid to do everything now. And I think that's why when people say the death of gentlemen and all this, women complain. I saw a video of a very prominent female figure being like, oh, all the good men are gone. I was like, well, you killed them. You killed whatever was inside of them that would have made them actually act like men. Guys are afraid to be men.
0: Yeah, Feminism has disincentivized men from being gentlemen. Isn't that interesting? She says the natural instinct would be to go help.
1: Yeah. But I mean, I've had people when I was living in Oregon that I opened a door and I got yelled at. I got yelled at. And it's like my mama taught me and my grandmother very forcefully taught me I open doors for women and I got yelled at. And so it's like, there is that question of like, well, what am I quote unquote allowed to do now? Because yeah. I don't want to get yelled at and offended offend someone just because i have a belief that i should be gentlemanly right and so it's like yeah. it makes you second guess everything
0: and what kind and, of society do we want what kind of society do we end up with when this is the prevailing attitude towards men and males and masculinity women end up not being happy she said a prominent person very prominent is complaining where have all the good men gone and she's like well you killed them it's <laughs> what a all your line. fault what a you know line. yeah so if if we it's women who have done this who have pushed for and created this environment at the very least, secular women sat by and approved of this because they believed it benefited them. And this is really salty to say, but There's a lot of Christian women, I'm talking about the society in general in America, secular women, but there's some Christian women that have propagated this ideology and and allowed it to take root even in their own thinking because it benefited them, they believed at some level. And now they're reaping what they've sowed. They're reaping what they've allowed to be seeded into our culture and they're not happy with it. So it's so interesting, it's, you know, uh, the problem with the world is men, so they allow these radical feminist ideologies to get pushed out there, right? It's like, well, we'll just allow that to happen because maybe, uh, even though I don't believe that, I'm not going to really push against it because, you know, maybe it'll benefit me a little bit. You know, I might get right. make more money in my job or I might get more promotions or I might get this or I might get that. And so, so women, well, secular are not women-
1: bad desires, but, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. But what happened is they allowed these radical ideologies to take root. They didn't push against it. Right. And I have, I mean, I have hundreds, maybe thousands of articles from women who are former feminists. Right. And they went, they get their masters and their PhDs. and They're pushing for all this. They get married and then they have kids and guess what they give birth to a boy. And then their boy becomes a teenager. And then their boy goes off to college and now all of these women are saying i'm not a feminist anymore because they're trying to destroy my son Mm. you know and so all of these women who were younger were really into that so my point is this is that you know we blame men for everything
1: it is interesting that the phrase where have all the good men gone implies that there were good men and yeah. they weren't all bad, toxic, terrible things, yeah. which is the general story these days is basically every man that has existed before now has caused all of these problems and they are all terrible and y- making all these generalizations about all the men. But then you use the phrase, well, where have all the good men gone? And it's like, well, there had to have been good <laughs> men. You're you're, you're not this making This is a catch-22. It's not making <laughs> sense. There's either good men or there's not good men, but the way you're – well the way the media portrays it and and the feminist ideologies that some of these extreme people are doing, it's no every single man on the planet's bad. And basically, you know, there was a joke in an old Boy Meets World episode way back yeah. in the nineties. Yeah. And Topanga, who at that point early in her character development, uh, they do this like future casting of where what they're gonna grow up and be, and she says she's gonna be president of the United States and and the teacher says, Well, you know, who are what, who's your husband? And she's like, oh, I don't have a husband. They're just all breeding stock. And I'm like, ooh, okay. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I was just rewatching this, but it's like, that could be a form. If it, How
0: long ago was that a sitcom?
1: Oh, where they like were 90, this? in the 90s. Yeah,
0: so you see this, these, this ideology. And they use it
1: as a joke, but yeah. like now, you know, we are 30 years later, we're like, oh, that's not necessarily, there's, I'm sure there are some feminists that would prefer that.
0: Okay. What happened if in boys meet world in boy meet world show in the sitcom, if there's a boy right in there, the yes. uh, the other guy, what's his name? Corey, Corey. What if Corey said, well, when I want to grow up, I, I want to have uh, a harem and I want to use women as breeding stock. Do you think that would have passed the censors? No. No, absolutely not. And this is my point, is that our society outside of the church, outside the kingdom of God, in the secular American society, has seeded these feminist, radical ideologies to the point where even sitcoms joke about it constantly. It's been rooted into our public education system at levels that are unbelievable. And then we wonder why our boys have grown up into these confused, high-anxiety type people, you know? And, and then the other opposite is that, is that some guys just can't, boys can't handle it. So what they do is they adopt extreme stereotypes or caricatures of masculinity. They
1: swing the other direction yes. to try to, quote-unquote, fight against it, but then that really is... Not the way.
0: Yeah. The women are trash. Women are just used sex objects and they just want to steal it. So I'm just going to use them and play them. And, and women call these guys, what players, right? right? You know, uh, they just want to go around and play them all the time. And so my point is, is this, is that, uh, men and female males and females, uh, adopted ideologies that were seeded into our culture in the sixties and seventies. And now we're reaping that. And so it's going to take males and females coming together in the original idea, to fix it, to fix it, and there's that's a big thing. So, so is there any other? We've we had
1: two axiomatic truths, and knowing you, you probably at least have one more, right?
0: Oh, <laughs> well, I could have a lot more, but in we got lieu time of for time, one more. One more. I think the third one is this: is the best thing for males, the best thing for a guy, in order for him to become truly masculine, is for families and society at large to recapture the point and purpose of masculinity. Just like I was saying, our culture has just become hell bent on destroying it at every level, mm. um, and so the 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 first thing is you cannot. If you're a family and if you want to influence your society, do not look at the educational system to value the point and purpose of masculinity. Mm. Our educational system, as I said before, is designed to eradicate. Masculinity. All of the government run schools have adopted feminist ideology at every level Um, in the way that they run their classrooms, in the way the things that you have to learn, and all this kind of stuff. All right. The outcomes are the evidence. You know, 50, I was just looking today in 2022. The nation's report card, which is the gold standard for ranking. And they found out that right now in 2022 in states that are in the top 10 performers, Idaho, a lot of people don't know this educationally. We're in the top 10% of 10 to 15% of performers on educational outcomes. You never hear that.
1: No, we just get the stat that we spend the least amount of money. So we're probably, which everyone associates as, well, they're probably dumb potato farmers. Yeah,
0: (laughs) but we're not, we're at the top. But even then over the, even though we're like, like when it comes to math, we're in like the top seven of all Mm. states on outcomes. But guess what? That only means that 32% of our kids can do math at eighth grade level. Hmm
1: it's a low bar to to achieve
0: it's a low bar to be in the top 10 and this is what's so amazing is that the the outcomes are that way because of why because our schools aren't interested in educating kids anymore it's interested in propagating these ideologies they've become so hell-bent on this because it's all about political control and if you really want me to get ranting and raving about it i'll talk about social theory and marxist ideology and where all (laughs) this comes from you know half of the private schools out there today have gone Woke and adopted these Marxist feminist ideologies. Half of the private schools that you send your kids to, right? The you once they get to university, it's ten times as bad. Mm. It is ten times as bad, and so it, it, it's not good. Don't look to the media to value or recapture the point and purpose of masculinity. Social media is more interested in these ideologies and strong women characters, Hollywood is built on stereotypes. As I said before, there hasn't been a positive betrayal of a man in a movie or social media, unless it's a caricature of masculinity. You know, you can't look at the stereotypes of our society. Our society created caricature of masculinity. It's hundred percent determined by outward appearance. You know, you gotta be six foot four, 250 pounds, six pack ab, and a beard that goes halfway down your chest, you know, mm-hmm. oh, that's masculinity. So you, you know, what does every guy that doesn't have that think? Well, I'm not a man's man because I don't look like that. Right. And I was reading a stat the other day. Do you know how many people, males and females in American society, have a six-pack ab? I'm sure it's not a lot. Less than 1%. I mean, that that track. Out of 335 million people, less than 1% actually have a six-pack mm. ab. And yet we hold that up as the gold standard, you know, right. and, and the, the, you can also use this axiomatic analysis on females. You know, these poor girls grow up with these magazines and movies. And that is, is that, well, this is the perfect, you know, female physique. Right. And this is horrible for them because we're not teach, teaching people what is true feminine and what is true masculine. Hmm. We use stereotypes to do it. The only places that have a modicum of masculinity uh, for boys is athletics. And this is why so many families have their boys involved in athletics. It's, it's in athletics where boys learn discipline, teamwork, pulling your own weight, accepting responsibility for your failures. And most importantly, competition. Mm. Competition is critical for males in developing masculinity. Is competition the goal? No. No, but it is a process. Right, uh, a perfect example is uh, I tell the story is this mom is trying to get her son to drink milk, right? And her son says, "No, I'm not doing it." And So she got in a power struggle with him, and she comes. So dad gets home from work at that time, and she goes, I, I, "I'm at wits' end. I'm going to pull my hair out. Your son, he won't even drink his milk." And dad goes, "Okay, I'll take care of it." So dad goes, grabs a gallon of milk out of thing and a glass, that sits down at the table, and he pours him a glass, and he goes. I bet you I could drink mine faster than yours. And that kid grabbed it and started chugging it. And he chugs his and he slams it down. He goes, beat you every time.
1: <laughs> he goes, so
0: here she's trying to get him to drink his milk. Dad does it in the blink of an eye. How? Right. Turns it into competition. a competition. Yeah. You see, that is a natural instinct in males. It's a part of your biology, your neuro wiring of your brain. And our society is hell bent on destroying that in males. Mm-hmm. And what you will not like what you get. You will not like the society that you get. It will be psychopathic, right? It'll be filled with psychopaths and beta sheep. That's it, and no one will be happy. Um, Fundamentally, males are meant to be masculine. There's no way around this fact it is rooted in their biology. And when you are flooded with testosterone as a fetus, and then when you hit puberty and you're flooded with another roll of of, uh, testosterone, your body and your brain are radically changed. Okay. It changes how you think, what your brain focuses on, how it processes information. It focuses on your bone structure, your muscle mass. A lot of people don't know this, but one pound of muscle mass is more dense and more powerful than one pound of female muscle mass, all because, of testosterone, that hormone, and how it has it changed us. It's, it's not only rooted in your biology, you're meant to be masculine in your psychology. Men who are married and have children are happy and more successful and they actually live longer than anybody else.
1: Despite parents saying you're going to put me in a grave early.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) To their kids. Yeah. They have more meaning and purpose in their lives. So in your psychology, the masculinity is rooted there to go out and to provide and protect. Your life has more meaning when what you do is done in service and protection and, and provision for other people around you. But most importantly, more than anything, else, it's really critical that you hear this uh, salty pastor audience. It's rooted in your spirituality. Males are meant to reflect the image of God, and that is a masculine calling. And this can only be done when you're right with God and you're following a key and a king, excuse me. Um, It brings a sense of discipline and focus. A lot of people don't realize how powerful monogamy is. It's a masculine trait and how powerful it is. I, I got a video of this gal who talks about the importance of monogamy on society. Listen to this.
2: The men who are being squeezed out of the marriage market, what does mother nature do to them to help them find a mate? Raises their testosterone makes them more hypersexual, makes them more aggressive, actually raises crime rates. Monogamy is good for humans because it's good for cultures and societies. The more monogamy you have, the lower the crime rate. Here's why. When you have one group of men at the top, you know, whether you call it a harem or whether you just say it's an athlete with a lot of baby mamas, one group of men at the top who has more women, that leaves a group of men at the bottom, in often in the lower classes, who are angry, they can't find mates, and so crime rates go up and rape goes up, sexual assault goes up. Women, by not choosing to marry men without college degrees, are creating higher crime rates, accidentally. They are creating unstable, unsafe society. They are often losing the opportunity to reproduce themselves. One in five women will be denied the opportunity to become mothers if they want to because they can't get a guy to commit So the big message here is women, stop it. Get patriarchy out of your own head. You don't have to be, have a prince charming that makes more money and is taller and everything else for you. There could be a really great guy and your idea of a power guy should be a guy who can power a stronger.
0: Isn't that interesting? How mm. she says that monogamy is so powerful because it, uh, you know, it, it it benefits society. And the only way to recapture masculinity, in my opinion, is is when women get behind the value of developing masculinity in males again. And I like how she said, "Get the patriarchy patriarchy nonsense, the patriarchy f- mental framework out of your head because it's hurting you. And don't think that way. Think in different ways."
1: Yeah, that video is really powerful to end on. And I appreciate you sharing that with us, pastor. Cause I mean, I think those ideas, um, that idea of a society can really benefit when both Sides choose monogamy and choose yes. to interact with each other. Right? Like we can't put this all on women of like, women just have to go and find men because otherwise they're going right. to go commit crimes. Right? Like the men also have to commit to, I also want to be in monogamy and I also want to be part of society, which right yes. now they're choosing not to be right. Right. And so it's like, we need to come together if we're really wanting to benefit and improve mm-hmm. our society and our culture as a whole. So any final thoughts as we finish up? Well, it's like I said, is
0: that, you know, our world and these ideologies have pulled us apart and it's up to us, males and females, uh, and males in particular guys, you need to have relationships with friends first with God. And then with friends and then with your family, you know, these Mm. things are critically important and they bring your life deep meaning. And so you got to let somebody love you before it's too late.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you, pastor, for all of your, um, enticing (laughs) thoughts to think about over the weekend before we listen to Sunday's message, which I'm sure will be just as good and just as thought provoking as today's conversation. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And we'll see you on Sunday here at Foothills Christian church.
0: (laughs) Blessings.